0: welcome to the trust your gut podcast i'm your host demi fair here we dive into the world of the mind body connection exploring the gut brain axis microbiome and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit if you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms then this is the place for you join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine But also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello, and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I have a short little episode for you today just in continuing to tell what's been transpiring since I posted the last episode called Life Has Been Testing Me Lately, where I shared about, well, over the last month, I was under a lot of stress and just started facing challenge after challenge and uh, some really tough stuff and some big transitions and grief and pain and yeah, I just wanted to continue sharing about what has happened for me through all of that in the last two weeks. So it's not a whole lot to share, but I thought it would be worthwhile to give it its own episode right after the last one. And I know that this will keep unfolding and I'll weave that in to future episodes, but this is really present with me right now and and really a potent time. So I honestly don't even know exactly what I said in the last episode. Um, I was just really present in what I was sharing when I was in it couple weeks ago. But um, I had just returned from the hut trip where I had gotten injured. And I guess this is a good moment to say if you haven't listened to the episode before this one titled Life is Testing Me Lately, you probably want to go listen to that one uh, so you are tuned in to what this one is all about. So yeah, I just returned from the hut trip where I had gotten injured. And so the last weeks, um, I haven't been able to really move my body a lot, mostly because my knee was still healing since I had a deep wound on the knee and wasn't able to get stitches. The wound took quite a while to heal, of course, and I needed to keep my leg straight so that it could heal properly and not be torn back open. So when you have to keep your knee straight, it really eliminates a lot of things that you can do. And for me, movement is such an important part of my life and exercise and outdoor activities are a way that I really fill my soul, but a way I also like process stress and emotions. And so for that to be taken away and kind of all the options of how I might normally spend my time, like going skiing or mountain biking with friends, Um, or even going hiking, running, doing yoga, anything like that was just taken away. That's not an option. And you know, that really simplified life, which has honestly felt really extremely nourishing. Because I tend to be quite in my flight mode and go, 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 do, 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 and and I really love adventures and, um, you know, being out and doing things. Sometimes I can kind of do too much. I've kind of had a history of always just doing a lot. And it can be really hard for me to slow down. And I'm sure many of you listening can resonate with that. Who are my other flight response people or fight or flight people? Um, It's a way that, you know, we feel safe. Um, And I've talked about this before in other podcast episodes, especially the one around uh, my learnings from Mexico. If you're interested to hear more about that and how, you know, it's a way to feel safe. So um, is kind of a relief in ways because uh, during the ski season, there's um, so much energy going towards skiing. Um, it's, it's quite an ad- addiction for me. And so not only am I, you know, using energy to like drive up to the mountains and, you know, ski all day, but uh, just the constant obsession with the forecast and the avalanche forecast and looking at the weather and looking at a couple different weathers and reading, you know, observations and everything. It just gets really involved. And for someone with OCD, um, it can really like activate my obsessive thinking and there can be a lot of FOMO and even scarcity in skiing you know oh it's a powder day I gotta get the powder or like what if you know oh the snow's really good right now I gotta get it so it's kind of been refreshing for that to just be taken away and not even be an option so I don't even really have FOMO about it and even in the time I've been injured and it's been some good ski days and friends have gone up I really haven't felt FOMO about it because it's not even an option And so that's kind of a relief. And honestly, to take away all those other options, it's just like, wow, okay. I really like kind of like when I was up at the hut for the three days, I had no connection to any outside people or anything on my phone or the internet or nothing that could distract me. It was like, I just have to be here with myself. And I'm, you know, facing that all these other people are going out and skiing all day and it's beautiful weather and really great snow and I just have to sit here and be with all these feelings and you know I got to that state of radical acceptance and it has been a really freeing thing that I feel has stuck with me through this time at home Um, not really experiencing FOMO or scarcity or um, really like ruminating or obsessive compulsive thinking around some of the things I normally would uh, I've I've felt very present and I've felt uh, very different. I felt like I have really truly gone through a time of transformation and I'm in the process of some deep healing and healing patterns that I don't want to carry anymore. It's not instant and they're still going to be there, but I have a whole new perspective on them and a, a deeper awareness within my body, like the way I feel those things and it's just really helped me shift the way I'm looking at some of these things in my life that maybe I kind of struggled with before. So that is really refreshing to experience. That being said, (laughs) you know, through this process, um, well, let me finish on the, the whole movement thing. I guess it, you know, it's caused me to just live really simply and and really appreciate the simple things like you know just going outside to sit in the sun or work in the sun or going for really gentle walks i started to scooter ride a little scooter because that was something i could do and keep my knee straight which just brought me a ton of joy and flying kites and doing these like playful things that my inner child like really really loved to do and it helped me notice that i haven't been doing that Like I I end up playing in these ways that can become really serious, like skiing and biking and being out in the mountains. And like sometimes it is super playful and you're just having a lot of fun. But with those activities can come like stress or like, you know, really like serious moments or like really pushing yourself. And there's something so valuable about just truly playing. And I get that sometimes like when I go out dancing or, you know, I think that's something that uh, people really love about festivals you get to like dress up and just kind of play and, and be a child you know be in that child like sense and wonder and no responsibilities um, and sometimes I just am in a playful energy and feeling silly with friends and that always feels good but it was a good reminder of how I'm not like playing enough and i brainstormed a lot of different ways that i could start playing more and getting outside of my you know normal concept of what play is so that was a beautiful thing that came from that but yeah you know challenging to be limited in the way i can move or spend time with people um but also sinking into that simplicity at this point my knee is bending i just started hiking and i Um, might try to go for a run after this podcast episode and and see how we're doing. So it's nice to really be able to get that movement back. Throughout this time, you know, I've still been in the process of a breakup and grieving that and a lot of pain that comes up from those places, especially in in this relationship. We love each other and care about each other so much. And that's such a strong foundation of what we share. But there was a a pattern that we just really couldn't find our way out of. And I'm not sure if I shared this in the last episode. Again, wanting to like respect, you know, the privacy of that relationship. But all I will say is that our childhood wounds come up in our adult relationships, it is inevitable. And a lot of our childhood wounds um, tend to be attachment wounds. And also wounds from past relationships. You know, these containers with romantic partners are the closest thing that mimics our early experiences of um, attachment and connection with our caregivers. And inevitably, there's going to be some wounding there. And um, we tend to just get triggered by our partners and... It's really an opportunity for us to see those triggers and wounds and actually learn how to heal them together. And it's a beautiful, beautiful journey. But sometimes there's a lot there. And if both people have, you know, certain wounds that rub up against each other in a certain way or don't have all the tools yet to work through it, it can be a really challenging thing. And that's just something that that we faced and it can be really hard to choose to step out of a relationship when there's a lot of good things and love, but there's just um, kind of a perpetual pattern that you can't move past. And within this pattern, um, there has been, or within the breakup, looking back at this pattern, I have seen so much of my role in this dynamic and how I didn't you know, show up in the way I wanted to or I let my shit get in the way, you know, my wounding and my father wound, my masculine wound, my stress, my emotions. Maybe I can make a podcast on some of those things more specifically, but I really, for me, breakups are these huge catalysts for me. They're they're a death. A breakup is a death and it can give us this amazing insight into how we were in the relationship that maybe we weren't able to see when we were in it, you know, or some of the patterns that were at play, some of the woundings that were at play. We just gained this new perspective. And for me, it's always been a time of very deep self-reflection. And I tend to really look at like taking ownership of where I fell short so that I can learn how to move forward with that and say, I don't wanna be like that in a relationship anymore or I don't want to be like that in my life anymore. Because our relationships are really beautiful reflections too, of who we are in our lives. And they shine mirrors into these parts of ourselves that we may not see otherwise. So, you know, while you're in relationship, there's a tremendous amount of growth and healing available, often through the, the challenge and the conflict and the triggers. But in the ending and that transition of a relationship, there's so much healing and growth available then too and sometimes it's so painful that we want to like shut it off and distract ourselves with whatever distracts us like hanging out with other people maybe we are the type of person who will just start dating right away you know television food alcohol drugs whatever it may be right we might just want to like You know, scroll on our phone and distract ourselves, but we're missing like the medicine that's in the heartbreak and the potential for tremendous transformation and healing. So, that is something I have been extremely present to. And you know what? It is very consuming. It consumes so much of my mental and emotional energy throughout the days because I wake up and it's present with me. The morning is the hardest. That's when I feel the loneliness, that's when I feel the reality sink in. And I'm kind of with all that stuff again and I want to be present with it and I want to process it for myself and it doesn't mean I'm doing that 24-7. I'm also taking time to have fun and be with friends and like nurture myself but it is something that is very present with me because breakups are a huge catalyst for me to look within and make some big changes. So with all of that there's you know, been a lot of pain. You know, it's painful to look at how you didn't show up well in a relationship and wonder if you could have just done things a little bit better if it would have been different. You know, and there's rejection. And to feel rejection is extremely painful. And then there's the old wounds that it brings up from those past experiences going through breakups or rejection or from, you know, childhood experiences. And I've noticed my OCD thinking has actually kind of gone into this place where it's more like I'm ruminating a bit more on these things or more obsessed with like thinking and processing through these aspects of the relationship and what I've learned you know and yeah it can be (laughs) all-consuming so that's been really present with me and through this process I've come to a really beautiful place too. And in my understanding of why things needed to happen the way they did and trusting that process. And, you know, my ex-partner and I have also navigated this so beautifully. I've never experienced something so beautiful in my life. We just have so much love and care and appreciation for each other. There's really no animosity or um, anything of that nature. It's been um, just with so much care and attention and ability to to talk through it all and take ownership of things and, and really support each other. And I'm really, really grateful for that. So that is a beautiful thing. And so kind of what has happened over the last little bit is, you know, a lot of other things have kind of settled, you know, I've gotten adjusted to, to the injury and some of the other stressful things are kind of like in the past now, it's all okay. But there was kind of this, you know, question that came up in in finding out that I would need to be moving out of my place mid-May. It was kind of like, okay, well, what's next? And I kind of was feeling like I just didn't want to look for another place to live after moving twice in the last seven months or so. And I felt like, well, you know, maybe everything that's happened, you know, with the breakup and having to move out, like, is just this opportunity for me to leave where I live, um, leave the, the town I'm living in and I could see how I can make that work by just kind of being on the road and staying with friends and family and like just some other opportunities that were coming up where I was like I think I could just piece it together and not live anywhere in particular and just kind of free flow and be open and, and figure out what's out there for me and where I want to go next and do I want to stay living here or whatnot And that actually felt really exciting and and expansive in a way. And, you know, I spent a lot of my 20s doing that, traveling, and I've been more grounded for the past four years, I guess it's been, maybe a little less. I've lost track of time these last couple years. And so there's something that feels exciting about that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. And I was thinking about, like, maybe getting, like, my dream truck camper combo and just, like, all the expansive ideas started to come forward. And I got an opportunity to go to Australia and work in July, which I'm, I'm doing regardless, but was like, oh, I could just be gone. And yeah, that feels really good. And who am I supposed to meet out there? And what opportunities might come? And like, maybe this was all part of the plan. And then throughout this process, and that being what I thought I was going to do, suddenly my dream place to live fell into my lap. Like the place that I've would have envisioned um which you know i started living alone for the first time in august and it's been an absolutely nourishing experience for me one that i've wanted for many years throughout my life and and wanted to experience before you know i don't have that opportunity again maybe in the future and so this place fell into my lap and it just has so many components um that i know would be extremely healing it's like a healing oasis and i was like oh wow but you know i was going to leave and the the cost of the rent was too high for me but i decided i would just email the people and tell them about me and you know what i'm doing with my work and everything and how like you know the rent's out of my budget but just curious if they might be open to a trade and i really didn't think anything of it i thought they probably wouldn't because I don't know where you live, but uh, the the housing market went crazy here and then the rental market went crazy here and it's just happening in a lot of places. And to my surprise, they responded and said that the right person was more important than the right price and they were willing to work with my budget and see what we could figure out. And what we figured out was actually an opportunity to work in the garden and to spend time with a dog in a really balanced way that would work for me, and I was like, wow, for the last year I've been talking about how much I want a garden and a dog, Um, and I just thought, okay, that's that's really nice, but the problem was they wanted a year lease, and I was like, I just, I have this feeling like maybe it's time for me to leave Bellingham, like, and maybe this was just a test, and I am supposed to leave Bellingham, and I just don't know I can commit a year, and so... Again, I just asked if they'd be open to a six month lease and they thought about it and then they said they were. So then I had to think about it for a couple days. And this is one of the main things I wanted to talk about on the podcast, actually. I was then faced with this decision. Do I stay and move into this dream spot that is just fell into my lap and everything seems to be working out so it to make it work for me, you know, with the cost and the lease? Or do I leave? Do I leave and just like go back into that more, you know, free flowing nomadic lifestyle, save some money on rent, like just kind of see what's out there for me and what happens? And that was feeling like a really hard decision. And part of why it was feeling like a hard decision is because, well, really, I saw the benefit of both pathways. I saw how they both had, of course, their pros and their cons. And those can be, obviously, some of the hardest decisions. I mean, when one is very obviously having more pros than the other, that can be a little bit easier. But often we find ourselves in this state where we're like, oh, I could see how both could like benefit me in different ways. And so it came down to like, okay, what do I need right now? Like, what do I need right now? And what are my priorities? And when I reflected on that, one of the things was that I've just gone through this time with all this stress and challenge and transition and it's been this really potent time that I feel like is putting me through a transformation that is offering some deep healing and deep change within myself to really heal some of my wounds and patterns and move forward in the way I want to in life and in love and in relationships and everything. And with that, there's all these components that I'm that I'm feeling called to to spend time with and work on. And the second thing is um, this business and this work I'm doing it's really one of my greatest priorities right now. I'm so passionate about it and I care about it so much and I'm still building things you know that just gaining traction and I want to make sure I'm setting myself up for success in that way to keep you know, creating this business to get it to a place where it's you know self-sufficient and and things are working and it's supporting me and when I felt into those things you know I was like I could do those things out on the road or staying with other people or maybe finding house sitting gigs and whatnot although historically I've never been good at working on the road Um, But I I think I could, you know, I I felt like I could. But I knew historically and, and realistically that hasn't always been the case. And when I really felt into it, I felt more alignment with moving into this space. That knowing that was more of a guarantee to provide me with the space I needed to really show up for these goals and these priorities. And another piece to it and a part that ties into that healing part is that throughout my life I've tended to be in a flight response, right? You know, I just, it's so easy for me to go out into the world and honestly like traveling around the world without a plan is a comfort zone for me. And while I've always said I don't ever feel like I was running away from things, you know, like my father died and I graduated school and then that started my like five years of traveling. And sometimes people would ask me, what are you running from? I'd be like, I'm not running from anything. And I wasn't, like for me, traveling around the world is just such a deep passion that actually brings me so much. And through that process, I was tending to my healing really, really deeply. But there's also something about it that is a bit of a distraction because I'm kind of in this really external place of exploring the world in different places and meeting new people. And that can be a really important part of healing, but you got to know which stage you're in. And, you know, when I thought about like the feelings around the breakup, there was just this like, I just want to like... I just want to leave town (laughs) you know like I don't have to see him and I don't have to deal with it I could just like get away from these feelings and that was a pretty big indicator to me of like some of it might be going into that well this just feels easier and I could just separate from all of it and I was like I don't want to do that this time and if I actually look back at all my past breakups um, that's exactly what I did like a breakup happened and then i just like went in, i was you know traveling i went to another country and i like went and got got involved in other things or with other people to you know just pass the time and like distract myself or whatever even though i was like a, a tuned into the experience you know and present with some of the feelings i also like wasn't fully and i was like i don't want to do that this time there's we went through way too much growth together um And I do not want to sabotage what is present here in the transition out of that relationship. And so I decided to move into the place. And it feels good because I know it's going to be a really healing place and it's going to be most aligned with my goals. And then I also get to stay in my community. You know, I've put a lot of intention behind building my community here and leaning on my friends and family this last month has been essential. I don't know that I'm ready to just blast off into the world and and be without that support. Maybe not right now, you know, in the support of my own safe, sacred space. You know, I don't know that I need to like be trying to figure out where to sleep and like cooking, you know, on a camp stove or like, you know, trying to find a house sitting gig or, you know, staying with friends and family and feeling obligated to visit when like really I just need that like solitude and that space to like tend to these things. And the beautiful thing is, it's for six months. So maybe by the end of that six months, I am ready to leave. And I'll probably be in a much better place to do so and be a lot clearer on where I want to go and why. Not just like, ah, I'm just gonna leave because I don't know what else. And that's me pushing up against that pattern. And that's a big deal. <laughs> and I'm really proud of myself for that. I really am. It's been um, a cool thing cool process to be in and to witness um and while it is a lot at times I'm excited for the the healing that is to come through this um the last thing I'll say is before I moved back to Bellingham to Washington um what ended my like five-year stint of international travel was um, I was in Peru at the very end of it and it was my 29th birthday and I went and I sat in ayahuasca ceremony and during this ceremony I got a very clear message that it was time to go home and work on my family stuff and I was already going home at this point but it was just like confirmation like yep going home is the right thing and the reason why is that you need to work on your family stuff. You don't need to do more ayahuasca ceremonies. You need to meditate and work on your family stuff. And I was like, okay. And for me, I thought, oh, cool. I'm going to go back. I'm going to connect like with my family members that I'm like not super close with and, you know, develop relationships with them and like be close with my mom and sister and whatnot. Little did I know (laughs) what that really actually meant was I was going to come back here and I was going to start looking at some of my um, inherited intergenerational trauma and my own childhood trauma and all the things that were passed down to me and my attachment trauma. Wow. Um, Different view of family stuff than I knew. And um, so much of that stuff uh, started to bubble up over these last years and especially in turning 30. And of course, as you know, one of our biggest mirrors and triggers for a lot of that kind of trauma is relationship. And so then being in this relationship the last three years, a lot of that stuff came up for me in a way deeper than it ever had before. And I think that was because I was more ready for it and it was the timing for it. And so I don't want to have just gone through all of that and then be here and not be present and attentive to Um, the healing that is involved after the ending of the relationship that excavated and healed a lot of that stuff and now it's you know my time to continue working with that on my own while it's present and that feels like it's coming full circle and maybe I will be leaving again And it will have been this kind of full circle thing. And I don't expect all my (laughs) trauma and intergenerational trauma to be healed in the next six months. But um, I do already feel a massive shift within me and feel very confident that I am shifting a lot of those things and letting go and healing a lot of those wounds and patterns. So it's a beautiful full circle thing to come back to. Ah, So that's where I'm at right now. And deep, deep, deep in the process. And I am happy to continue sharing it with you all if you find benefit in this along your own journey. Let me know if you do. You can always DM me on Instagram um, or email me at hello at trustyourguthealth.com. I love to hear from people and I love to hear uh, if there's anything else you want to hear on the podcast, any questions or topics you'd like me to cover. And that's all I have for you now. Probably not as short of an episode as I thought, but that's always what happens when I get talking and reflecting. But Thank you for witnessing me in my process. I really appreciate that and I hope that I can witness you in your process if you ever feel called to work t- work together with me. All the links to do so are below in the first round of the gut brain healing toolkit right now and the second round, I'm not totally sure when I'm gonna open it again, maybe in June. So, if you're interested, hop on the waitlist or, I mean, really, yeah, get on the waitlist. That's the best way to find out. Those on the waitlist will be first to be told and offered a spot and given some um, special early bird discounts and bonuses. So, that's always a great place to start. And there's um, some one on one spots open as well, and some other exciting offers in the works coming your way once I uh, have more energy (laughs) and capacity to attend to those things and not so much my current process. All right, I appreciate you all so much. Thank you for tuning in. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.